This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For one, though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods. And I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Last Sunday, and hopefully in your reflection at home during the past week, we received a passage from the 11th chapter of Luke in which Jesus responds to his disciples' request that he teach them how to pray. Key part of Jesus' response to that request in Luke 11 is the prayer that we call the Our Father. We talked about last Sunday, there's a sense in Luke, Jesus says to the disciples, when you pray, say. There's a sense in Luke that Jesus means whenever you pray, use the Our Father. I don't think that's just about repeating that single prayer. It's that the content and the structure of the Our Father are meant to guide all of our prayer all the way through our lives. Recall in the Our Father, there are three petitions of the hundreds and thousands of petitions that we offer God each week for so many things for which we seek God's blessing. Jesus says there are three priority blessings through the Our Father. And the first of those is, give us each day our daily bread. That probably refers to spiritual sustenance, but without question, it means give us today the material goods we need to survive. And I think beyond just survival, to prosper as God would have us prosper. Christianity is not just about just basic sustenance level living. It is about daily sustenance and prosperity as God would have us prosper. To say those words is very easy. We're about to do that in this Mass. The words can have meaning or not have meaning. To pray that is meant to be profound. It is meant to be an experience of continual growth and depth all through our lives, to honestly, from one's heart, from your soul, in a clear mind, to ask God for what we need to survive and to prosper as God would have us prosper this one day. That doesn't just automatically come out of any of us in our fallen human nature. To me, actually, one of the most obvious manifestations of our fallen human nature 
and also one of the most evident examples of our sinfulness is our greed. My personal definition of greed for you today, and I will edit this this week, is greed to me is our selfish and excessive desire to have more of something, very often some things, than is needed. I will repeat that because it's such a fantastic definition. Greed to me is our selfish and excessive desire to have more of something than is needed. In today's gospel passage from Luke 12, Jesus invites his first disciples and us as his disciples today to be honest about the reality of greed in our lives. In this passage, he reveals very important truth about human greed. I hope you will join me in accepting this as a gift for growth during the upcoming week. So Christianity 101, entirely founded on our Jewish spiritual heritage. We believe in our faith tradition that all the good things we have on this planet are gifts from God. What we do with all the good things God gives us is really very important. We, all of us, are meant to experience material prosperity that spiritually fulfills us. We just prayed in Psalm 90 to God, prosper the work of our hands for us. Prosper the work of our hands. I have no question that God responds positively to that prayer and gives us the grace to prosper the work of our hands. Whether we individually and collectively experience that grace depends on whether we choose to use the material goods we have in harmony with God's love and truth. This applies to everyone. Whether we have a lot of material goods or a paucity of material goods, when we choose to use them apart from God's love and truth, we are sinful and we're fools. That's not my opinion, that's Jesus' teaching. And we'll see in this parable, this is not only about being a fool now, this is about eternal consequences for the foolishness of greed. So to the passage, this is Luke 12, 13 to 21. In the passage, someone in the crowd says to Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. At first glance, there's no issue whatsoever with that request. The Old Testament has various precepts about inheritance. So that could be a very sincere request to any Jewish teacher, including Jesus. Jesus, it's clear, recognizes that there's something more going on in this person's life, something much deeper than just a request to tell his brother what to do. Jesus doesn't respond to the request as the man expects him to. Jesus responds to the reality of greed that somehow is in this man's life, whether it's his greed, his brother's greed, his family's greed. Jesus loves this man, and he wants to help him with this request. He gets to the deeper issue of greed in this man's life. So Jesus says in reply, friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Which is actually a wild question. The man does not know the answer to that, but you and I do. God appointed Jesus as this man's 
eternal judge and his eternal arbitrator. So what Jesus says to him really is critically important. Take care to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Jesus illustrates what he's trying to get at with a parable that's unique to the Gospel of Luke. In the parable, there's a rich man whose land produces an abundant harvest. The abundant harvest is a lot of material goods which comes from God. I think I missed up all those tenses. The abundant harvest means a lot of material goods that are gifts from God. The land produces the harvest. The harvest is God's gift to the world, which happens to be in the possession of the rich man. The man has a choice to make because his existing barns are not large enough to hold all of this abundant harvest. The question that he asks is exactly the correct practical, spiritual, moral question that he should be asking. What shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. What shall I do? This is a Jewish man who has an abundance of teaching through the scripture of the many good things he should do with this harvest. And so he makes the absolutely wrong free choice. What does he decide? I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods, and I shall say to myself, now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years, rest, eat, drink, and be merry. This man freely chooses to turn away from anything and everything God has revealed through our Jewish ancestry about this situation. He is absolutely focused on himself. I count 12 references to himself in what he says in that passage. There is no reference to God. There is no reference even to his family. There is no reference to other people. There is no reference to the state of the world. He has complete disregard as a Jewish person for God's teachings. He is a fool. Says who? Says Jesus, back to the parable. In the parable, but God says to him, the man has been talking to himself, God says to him, you fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. You're not going to live for many years. You are going to be dead tonight. And that verb demanded, the Greek verb translated correctly here is demanded, that has a very specific meaning for the calling in of a loan. God has loaned this man's life to him. This is from the broader teaching of Jesus. God expects this man to use the gifts he's given him, to use his life to produce abundantly for God. When our earthly lives come to an end, God calls in the loan. God judges us. What have we done for God, for other people, with the gifts that God has given us? Tonight, the debt gets called in. He will be held accountable for what he's done with God's gifts. Has he produced for God what God expects? All the things you've prepared, the parable continues, to whom will they belong? 
while on an earthly level, they do not belong to him anymore because he is off this planet. Eternally, those gifts belong to God, who is his judge. So Jesus' teaching at the end of that parable is, thus will it be for all who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. What matters to God? Love. Actively, selflessly, compassionately, materially sacrificing to meet the needs of other people. It is clear from this parable to me, God is not looking for big, full barns presided over by well-rested, fat, drunk, merry, greedy fools. I believe what God is looking for is the widest possible material prosperity from people who do not grasp for more than they need, for people who choose not to be greedy. Insofar as I am greedy, this passage is sobering, which is good. It's good news. Greed is horrible. Greed can become miserable. Greed is deeply, deeply sinful. Greed is dynamic. For most of us, in most of us, greed grows and grows and grows quite wildly. Greed is spiritually stultifying. My greed directly affects everybody else with whom I interact, whether I recognize that or not. Our greed is woven through the terrible material disparities on this planet. I'm not suggesting that all of the inequities on this planet result just from greed, but I do know that greed is woven through this. Greed has so much to do with the shamefully slow pace, if there is a pace, at which those disparities are addressed on this planet. And the good news is we can be different. If we choose to live as disciples of Jesus, if we choose to take this teaching directly and to address how it fits into our lives, we can be very, very different. Look at this parish. Look at the ways, the many ways, day by day, you can recognize right in front of your face how many people in this community are choosing to reject greed and to use their material possessions to meet the needs of others in this community. So I encourage you to take this spiritual exercise each day this week. It is proven to be useful. Three points. Number one, each day this week, in your current use of material goods, how are you rich in what matters to God? Be honest about this. How are you using the material you have to live God's love actively in this world? in your family, in your marriage, in this city. Number two, in your current use of material goods, how are you greedy? Just be honest about this. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. How are you currently being greedy? Each day this week, third point, in your decisions each day this week, of what you're doing with material goods that are more than what you need this day, what shall you do? It's the very same question as asked in the parable. What shall you do? Concluding thoughts. If you're sitting here and you say, you know what, I'm not greedy at all. 
I would just really be careful about that as a quick conclusion. It's possible, it is pretty unlikely. And finally, if you're sitting here listening to this and you say, I recognize that I'm greedy and I'm not gonna do anything with this because I'm comfortable with my level of greed. I don't think my level of greed, though it exists, is so horrible. I don't think God would hold it against me. I don't think it's such a big deal. I'm a slightly, partially, mildly greedy person and I'm comfortable with my greed. Don't be a fool. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.